Janice Connolly, the Artistic Director of Women in Theatre, and I'm very, very pleased to welcome you to the Women in Theatre podcast. In this series, we present monologues from our Women and Work trilogy. Developed from conversations with women of different ages and backgrounds, these pieces we hope respect and celebrate individual human stories about women's working lives. You're about to hear a monologue from our 2014 show for the past 30 years. The show was created as a celebration of the company's 30-year anniversary. And for the past 30 years, shone a light, really, on the experiences of women who'd spent the last three decades working in theatre, health, community, probation, education and business sectors. Aimed to give voice to an array of strong, impassioned women and retaining our mission to create meaningful drama with a genuine social and political agenda. We hope you enjoy them. The monologue coming up now was written by Hannah Silver and was performed by Lorna Laidlaw. And after this monologue, you can hear me talking with Angela Maxwell, who is a Birmingham-based businesswoman. We talk about what does it mean being a businesswoman today in 2020. But first, let's listen to Julia, 55, businesswoman, millionaire, gardener. Are there any men listening? I can't tell. If you're a man listening in your car, in your flat, on your chair, do a little whoop. Thank you. Now, give a whoop if you're a woman. A big whoop. Louder. many of the men have ever been called bossy, I wonder? How about the women? <laughs> Don't be bossy. Don't raise your hand. Keep your voice down. Don't lead. But if I keep my voice down, no one will be able to hear me. I said... If I keep my voice down, no one will be able to hear me. When I was ten, my English teacher, Mrs Sugar, said to my best friend, Sarah Maynard, You should find a new friend who will be a better influence on you. Nobody likes a bossy girl. So I organised a mass walkout, 1972. If the miners can do it, so can we. But it was freezing, so they all crept back into chemistry to warm up around the Bunsen burner, apart from me. I stayed on strike, on my own. Bit cold. In sewing class, I made a sampler. Instead of home sweet home, I sewed... I'm not bossy. I just have better ideas. But I was a shit sewer and it turned out I'm not fussy. I do have letter idols. <laughs> 
That's all I remember about Mrs. Sugar. Oh, that, and she liked Rod Stewart. Roddy, she used to call him. Roddy, with a rolled R. Roddy. Like that. Hmm. Maybe I am a bit bossy. And I have better ideas. I'm Julia, a lady boss, a lady businessman, a businesswoman, a bossy woman, a bit bossy, saucy, fussy, a sassy wit, a sobby tit. Boss woman. I started out in sales. I could sell anything. Give me an incentive. Uh, design a scarf, M&S vouchers. Even if it was something I didn't want, I'll win it. Then resell it. That's business. Moving stuff around. Conjuring need out of emptiness. But now, I give talks. I advise. I've got a lot of Twitter followers. And I'm on a few boards. Well, I've done them all. I've been a director, an inside director, an outside director, an executive director, a non-executive director, and a shadow director. That's what I am now, a shadow director. I'm not hiding anything. What do you think? Am I what you expected? I hope I'm not a disappointment. People ask me what it's like being the exception, being other. I used to get defensive. Now I say, the exceptions don't prove the rules. They change them. That's my job. I want to tell you about the dance. The Dance of the Boardroom, 1983. You can't do it on your own. You have to make eye contact with three other people, one after the other, and each time you make eye contact with someone, you do a big gesture. A gesture full of ideas, full of business, full of direction. If you're on your own, you can't do it. You have to imagine it. I'm on my own right now. So just imagine it with me. It's abstract. This is the 80s. Thatcherite individualism is spreading like chlamydia. Music! Thank you. Imagine a group of people making eye contact with the person opposite, the person next to them, the person on the other side, the person across the room, a group of people, and they're arguing and debating and emphasising points. They're all very important directors on a board of directors. Ugh. Ten years later, the internet was invented. Always crashing. I remember saying, well, this will never catch on. Twenty years later, no eye contact necessary. 
don't need to be in the same room or the same country. Don't even need your voice. Hard to tell what people are really thinking or feeling. Whether people are really thinking or feeling or breathing. Lewis in Brazil had a heart attack in the middle of a board meeting last week. No one realised. Eventually his icon just changed to away. I work hard. I've always worked hard. I'm a grafter. I'm tenacious. I'm a people person. I get on with people. <laughs> Even the wankers. I bought my house with M&S vouchers. Now, I'm not purporting to money laundering because it wasn't. But that's how they paid my bonus. And I couldn't spend a grand at M&S each month. So I'd buy an expensive suit, then return them and cash in the vouchers. It wasn't a scam or anything, nothing illegal. <laughs> they used to do this Italian line. I'd buy a 48-inch jacket with a 22-inch mansu waist and I'd say I got confused. It wasn't a blag. Well, it was, but uh, I just used to think this is tedious, doing this every month. Then in 1997, they slash the commissions. Don't be bossy. Don't raise your hand. Keep your voice down. Don't lead. My partner says I didn't let her speak and that I was too strong about everything. I'd always say that's just how I am. But then I thought I'd try to change. So I tried to be quiet. And instead of saying what I thought directly, I'd say, I, uh, um, well, Possibly. Um, well, well, perhaps. But that didn't last. This is who I am, I said. This is who I've become. Take me or leave me. And she left me. I'm a grafter. A real grafter, always have been. And I'm thrifty. Thrifty and grafty. Grifty and thrifty. The only thing I spend money on is my garden. It's floodlit, so I can work on it at two in the morning. But even in my garden, sometimes I can't quite let it go, the feeling of being watched judged, being surrounded by people who don't look like me and who think they know who I am before I've actually said anything. I can't let go of the feeling that I have to perform. So I put on my music 
and do a dance on my own in the wet grass. And then I realise I've been dancing to an audience of slugs. I look at the slugs and the snails and I say to them, put your hands up if you think I'm a good director. And they don't. Because slugs don't have hands. <laughs> then I realise they're not judging me at all. They're not even watching me. They're just going about their business. And I can go about mine. You've just heard Lorna Laidlaw performing Julia and listen on to hear me talking with Angela Maxwell about some of the issues raised by the monologue and life for businesswomen today. If you enjoyed hearing Julia's story, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Hannah Silver wrote that piece and I'm very pleased to say that we've got Angela Maxwell, who's the director of AccuWomen Business Consultancy, one of the people that Hannah spoke to in 2014. We've just sort of reacquainted ourselves with that monologue, Angela, and you began to talk about that things have changed. And we said, come on, let's talk about it. What was it you were about to say? I think in some ways it felt really unfamiliar and almost like it was a really distant past. So I just picked up on a few points. And one of the key points in the monologue was about leadership. And really, if I were to think about leadership today, despite the amount of research that's gone into it, despite the amount of talking about socially responsible business, socially responsible leadership, what does leadership mean? How do you lead beyond authority? Actually, leadership is in a terrible state in November 2019. Why? Not across the board. I actually think because of the political situation in particular. How does that impact on leadership in business? Um, I think um, it impacts by people seeing something that they think they might need to emulate or perhaps they should avoid. It stops collective thinking, discussion, working ways out together of how to do things. If anything, I think leadership has become more masculine, more direct, more arrogant, and I'm talking across the piece when I say this. And actually, if we want to make it politics to business, you think about how many female MPs recently have left politics. Do you think that what's happening in politics has always impacted on business style? For this, we're very interested in... The, the role of women in business, really. So you saying that politics has always impacted on business leadership. And in, in that case, do you think that the under Thatcher was also a woman? Do you think that had a massive impact? On Without a shadow of a doubt. In what kind of ways? Um, I think the dress sense, the attitude, the Iron Lady approach. Um, and actually, that sat uncomfortably with a lot of women who did 
become successful leaders. And then when we had politicians like Jackie Smith, who was very much a woman, very very much her own style, very much an individual to colour people. And leadership at that level does matter and does influence business because it's so so well documented, so much on the um, social media, so much on general media, and people adopt behaviours. And I think we're, we've, we've almost moved to a point where, where we're polemic, and business is almost following that. On the one hand, yes, we want to be socially responsible. And then on the other hand, people are really wanting their individual needs Met. And do you think that the female business brain has more of a responsibility to be producing things that are, you know, with green values behind them? Is there anything about the sort of typically empathic things that the kind of qualities that we um, equalise with being female? Do you think that that is affecting the kind of business, given that we do need to change our ways, like you said about Primark and all those stuff? Is there a sensibility, a female sensibility in big business, that, or has it become completely male? Is there room for? And I know that I know that men can be very interested in saving the planet and stuff like that. But where is that style? Is is it is it apparent? Is it being driven by women? There's a great need for loads of changes to be made. Who's making the changes? I I think that that actually, and I would, because I you know, have my prejudice around this, but I do think women have had a big part to play in this. Business with purpose, I call it. Right. Um, business still has to be commercial. You have to make money. Mm. You have to generate wealth. You have to employ people. You then contribute to the economy through taxation and through people that work with you and for you who also contribute to the economy. Yeah. You come up with new ideas and better ways of doing things, and I make no bones about that. It is about wealth creation. What I also think is that women have looked at purpose and that has driven it. And what I think needs to be perhaps tempered in this sense is purpose matters. And Anita Roddick did this back in the yes, 80s. Yeah. She was she was the vanguard of mm. this business with purpose. Um, and I remember always being inspired by her. So this, in a way, isn't anything new. It's, it's something that we've learned before, I think, um, the war around climate is different, but actually the principles are the same. Mm. What I think we might have lost in a very large brand, and I was looking on the back of a shower gel when I was walking around the supermarket, mm. and it said, visit our website, save water. Is there not a great irony in that messaging? Maybe it's just me. But I think that there is something around authenticity. Rather than saying, we are this, we're going to reduce our carbon footprint, we are going to do all of these things that are necessary, but also let's not lie to our public. So I think something that perhaps started off well and was socially responsible has now become a marketing tool that has, for me, and I think for many others, lost its authenticity. OK, so, so the ideas behind it is good and comes from this sort of business with purpose but people say, oh, we need to do that. So they're using it, but they're... They don't. They're not really behind it. They're just using it as they would anything else. I think. I think there's a. Not in every case. I, I certainly wouldn't say that. Mm. But I think there's that feel about it. And I think um, it's great 
that these ideas and ways of, of doing business are beginning to change. And here in Birmingham, we've got the Lloyd Centre for Responsible Business at the University of Birmingham. That I applaud. That is absolutely a really, really good idea. How does that filter through into SMEs? Much more difficult when you've got less wealth, less disposable corporate income to spend on changing things. But small changes can make a difference. I agree with that. And obviously, one of the reasons that we commissioned a, a monologue about business is because women in theatre is a business, really. So as well as being uh, creative, we've also managed to provide employment to keep going now for 35 years, actually. So we do know how to run a business. And we've always tried to make our flat structures, not to kind of try and ape big business, but to find a new, smarter, quicker, smaller way of operating that includes everybody's voices. Is that apparent? Are those kind of things happening, do you think, on a more, um, on a bigger business level? Are those values, flat structures, inclusion, equality, are they present in 2019? Yes, they they are. I mean, there have been some some major strides with the big corporations, and I I have to say this, and I do applaud it um, around inclusion um, and work life balance, yeah. and and really trying to accommodate. Again, I think, and this is probably going to be unpopular with some people, but it is an opinion that almost that has been taken too far, because. You still have to go to work. You actually have to contribute. You have to work hard. Sometimes you have to work harder than you might be being paid for. But actually, you care about the organisation. You care about what you do. You care about the purpose of the business. Do you think that people are more expected now to work for free more often? very much depends who and where they are working. I think that what has happened is you've almost got two extremes. And I think, well, the world is becoming quite extreme. One where I'm doing this and I expect to get paid and I expect all these, and I expect and I expect and I expect and I expect, and I expect but nothing about, well, what is your contribution? And then at the other end, we've got people on zero hours contracts, being asked to do things that that are really unreasonable volunteering whereas that was somebody's full-time job historically yeah, yeah, that's true. um and I, and I think that is a big change but as I say I I think everything is becoming so polemic Janice you know on the other hand these these I'm only going to do this and I expect to get that and somebody who's highly experienced you know wouldn't wouldn't think of saying such a thing versus somebody who's just coming and going for free and delivering fantastic work. So you've got to kind of split here. And what's in the middle, that's almost the point. And I think we we don't talk enough about what's in the middle. Yeah. What, what are businesses like women in theatre doing? And lots of small and medium-sized. And remember, small and medium-sized businesses go up to 250 million turnover. You know, they are significant. What are they doing? What sort of activity are and they And what have they up? been doing for all this time that's been so successful, I think? I, went, I think there's a lot to be learned from places like Women in Theatre, I would say that. So in five years' time, so we've met five years ago and then what do you see you saying there's a big split at the moment and we need to be paying attention to what's going in the middle. If you were to make any predictions about the influence of women in business, do you think it's going to be more or less in five years' time? I think it's going to be different. I think that there will be 
um, a rise in independent business, which can often be driven by women. Mm. Do you think, and this is really the final thing I've asked you, do you think that being a woman in business has hampered or helped you or is it not significant is your gen- has your gender been significant and if so has it helped or hampered i think it's probably been all three of those yes, things yes i'm sure <laughs> i'm absolutely sure that's where true. you at, at times it's been a help um because you're different because you're a woman and you have a different perspective. At times it's hampering because you don't fit the mould of the person that they think that they want, which could well have been male, and sometimes it doesn't make any difference at all. So I think that, again, it's back to opinions, discussion, consideration, and business does create change. It does create change. Um, And I think it can be a vehicle for bringing people together and also a vehicle for making the world better. Thank you. I think that's a wonderful point to finish, a vehicle to make the world better. Thanks very much, Angela. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. So that was me, Janice Connolly, talking to Angela Maxwell. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you really enjoyed this podcast. And if you know someone who would benefit and enjoy listening, why not share it with them? Also, rating and reviewing the podcast will help us find more listeners. Julia was written by Hannah Silver and performed by Lorna Laidlaw. And it was directed by Joe Gleave. Sound design was by Sam Frankie Fox. And the podcast was recorded at Brum Podcast Studios with Brum Radio. The Women in Theatre podcast is funded by Arts Council England, the Sir Barry Jackson Trust, the Feeney Trust, the Cole Charitable Trust and The Space. And the monologue was originally part of the stage production for the past 30 years, produced in association with Birmingham Repertory Theatre. Now, this is a free podcast from Women in Theatre. We're a charity. So if you think, oh, I'd like to support the work we do, you can make a donation by visiting our website, womenintheatre.co.uk forward slash supporters. Mm-hmm.